from my point of view, the, the progress of the campaign has been amazing. So to start from nothing in a decade to go to a national foundation with a logo, with 500 accredited organisations with thousands of workers getting the living wage with the Mayor of London championing it, paying it to all the GLA families, so that's all the tube cleaners, people at the police, people in City Hall and so on. That is a remarkable story. So it really has struck a chord with the nation. I think partly it's because the idea of a living wage is a concept that everybody can understand. Everyone can imagine what it's like not to earn enough money to feed your kids or to pay your rent. And in a time of economic crisis, that experience is more widely shared. Lots and lots of people are struggling and lots of people are anxious about whether they will have a job and whether they will be able to support their kids. So the last Labour government realised there was this problem of more and more people going to work and still being poor and the effect that had on their children and the children's performance in the future. So they brought in tax credits and what tax credits do is redistribute money to people who are in work, not people who are out of work. Uh, and the great thing about the living wage is that if you put wages up you then reduce the amount of money that the state is giving to people to top up their wages. because people feel a basic injustice about the fact that you might work 40 hours a week and still be poor at the end of it. It also undermines the whole fabric of society because we've all had this notion if you go to work, work hard, do the right thing, you're going to be a good citizen and you're going to get on in life. And if you actually find that when you go to work, you're not earning enough to support your family, you might even be better off on benefits. It pulls the rug underneath the sense of citizenship um, that people have had in the post-war period. If you take, say, one of our hospitals in East London, Homerton's a very good example, they outsource their domestic workers, so the people who clean and the people who help you with your food and so on when you're in hospital. They were outsourced in the 1980s, and over that time period, that workforce has been transferred from contractor to contractor each time the contract's been retendered. And often, as new workers come in, they have inferior terms and conditions of work. So you end up with a two-tier or even three-tier workforce where people are doing the same job, but they're on different terms and conditions. Um, and as wages have been squeezed at the bottom, often workers have compensated by getting into debt, so debt's gone up, but also by doing very long hours of work. So it's not unusual to find people cleaning in one place in the morning, going to do a care job maybe during the day, and then picking up another cleaning job in the evening. So they might be working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, often at minimum wages, uh, just to put food on the table.